So are we getting Thai food or? Yeah, I could go for some uh, Pad CU. More like Pad CU smell. That hurts my feelings. That was the intention. Hey, Gaius. Oh, is this your neighbor, Gaius? Yes, it's Gaius. Heard Gaius a lot, heard a lot about you. Tell me, for whom do you fight? Uh, I'm not really into baseball, are you? I like the Bears. Okay. Hmm. How very glib. And do you believe in Eorzea? Who? What team is that? They're, they're Philadelphia, I think. Eorzea's unity is forged of falsehoods. Ouch. Its city-states are built on deceit. And its faith is an instrument of deception. Okay, I mean, I don't think it's that serious. It, it, it's a bit harsh. They did make the playoffs. Oh, he's just going. Okay. okay. You know, I've heard about this. I, I heard he gets off when you, he gets started on baseball. Uh, okay, but so we're going to the place down the street? or? Uh, yeah, there's a place on like Irving Park that's really good. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, hmm. 37th floor. We've got a ways to go. And he's yeah, this is a, the elevator's moving really slowly today. Um, I think it's because... Like two of them are out. Are, are there 12 baseball teams? I thought there were more in the league. You know, again, I don't really follow baseball. I'm not... Uh, he's, is he still going? Oh, oh God, the elevator is stopping. Uh, uh. Yeah, I'll just catch the next one. I don't want to deal with this. That's, that's a good idea. Today on Stormbuds, we take our ship back from Garuda, we free the Scions from prison, and we blow up the Praetorium. Spoilers. It, it blows up real good. Blows up real good. Raise your weary head, heed the call to arms. We're the Stormbuds, baby. Yeah. I'm going to put a cool effect in after that. Welcome to Stormbuds. I'm Jerome Barbatsis, along with my co-warrior, Alex Hambrock. Uh, yeah, and uh, we're here to wrap up the uh, first round of A Realm Reborn content with a lot of quests that are way longer than a lot of the earlier quests. So yeah. this was a bit of a, a we, lot to get through. This here. was, this was a long time coming because uh, somebody it's probably me. Didn't really plan. Like I, I planned a little too little in the beginning and now it's like it's coming fine. back to us, but this is where we're going to catch up. This is going to be a long episode. Buckle up. Bitches. All right. Sorry. I'm, I'm guessing we're going to hit <laughs> probably like hour 30. Maybe not. <laughs> it could be, it could be, especially if I keep, uh, stalling like this um yeah we're gonna do a quest by quest recap of levels 41 through 50 of a realm reborn final fantasy 14 the end of 2.0 and what an end it is um this is the end of the base game we are now in the year of what 2013 2014 so um it's the big finale and i guess overall impressions how how have you been how did you enjoy your time in 2.0 um i mean well, this bit was great. Yeah. I I understand why it would have been difficult to like intersperse some of this back earlier into the game. I will say they kind of backloaded a lot of the good stuff in this first chunk of content. Having said that, now that I've seen what they can pull off in these last like you know handful of quests here, I'm like, okay, I want to see what they do in these expansions because I know I know we're getting to the stuff that everyone gets really excited about. Yeah. Um. This is you say backloaded, but this is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. This is really just the beginning and it's great. So we, this is an interesting time. I want to be upfront here. This came out after the 
patch, which means that the um, the a lot of the main story quest dungeons were changed, including uh, Stone Vigil, including actually I think every almost every main story dungeon was changed, including uh, but like the ones we're going to talk about today are Stone Vigil, uh, Castor Meridianum, Praetorium, and um, well, really they just changed the Praetorium and they split it up. So, but it, uh, but we specifically like waited to record this until yes. after it dropped because you told me oh to actually like in order to get the cleanest experience, like don't play this content until after the patch. Yeah, I that did. Way I think I think that was right too. Um, I think that was a good call because the old stuff, which we'll probably talk about later, but the old stuff was not nearly as clean cut, and I think it would have. It's it was just a lot messier. I, I'm really curious. Yeah, like no, call we'll get out as we're going we'll through. Like, we're some of the stuff I want to. Well, we get a taste of it in the Stone Vigil because last we left off, um, we just uh, we just exposed the heretic. Then we got permission to go into the Stone Vigil to get our ship back. Which I logged in for the first time in three weeks, and immediately, like the Kurthis organ music just hits me full volume. I, I love, Kurthis I love how good. like incongruous that music is with like everything else in the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, sure, yeah. I mean, especially each zone is going for its own aesthetic, and it's a different nation, so you get a different. They have feel. organ culture there. Mm-hmm. Um, first well, quest, we, we can wait till you get to the the far east. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the um, so the first thing we do is we go into the stone vigil. That is the quest in pursuit of the past. In pursuit of the past. So I want to say you, I want to bring up a, a thing you said that this dungeon was a lot more like boring than the other ones, and I think that's because um, this is the first one you did after it was kind of streamlined. And there is a couple of things we need to talk about with regards to how the Stone Vigil used to be, which was, I think, it used to be a good dungeon. Um, what I'm, I haven't run it now, but I kind of can understand. Like, I'm kind of guessing what they took out here. Uh, they made it more of a hallway. There were like a couple of other at the start. Um, and tell me if I'm wrong. There's this gimmick that used to exist. Maybe it still does exist where like there would be dragons flying in and then like they would do damage to you in the they, hallway. They would. Yeah. Okay, but it's that, like, it only happens a few times. Yeah. It happens and a few it, times. They just drop down like a puppet. Like it's not even like they fly in in a cool way. They're just like, whoop. That's true. They, <laughs> they do kind of just kind of marionette there. There'd be a couple there. I'm guessing they took a couple of the side doors off with the random dragons in it that you could like accidentally mm-hmm. pull and then shit would get messy. But they must have, because this is like by far the most linear. Any one of these felt like this, this yeah. was the most where it's just like, Oh, we're, we're going to hold forward. And it, the dragons dropping in isn't even well. Mm, okay, the dragons dropping in didn't do that much damage to me. No, it really doesn't. I, I will say, I died multiple times in this dungeon. Okay, which I thought was a difficulty spike. Yeah, it turns out it was something else. We're going to come back to later. No, we can do it now. You didn't do your job quests. <laughs> you were still a gladiator, and everyone was nice enough to not tell you that you were still a gladiator with a sprout over your head. So. He, um, not only did I not, do, I didn't do the job quests until like the verge of the Praetorium. So the entire, like most of the rest of the content of this episode, yeah. I'm doing as a gladiator. And I suddenly like rush my job quests at the very end. At the end. very end. Keep okay. So, so yeah, we were, we, we did the, the Castor Meridian together and we joined up and I was about to queue up and then I was like, Hey, wait a sec. I see that you have the gladiator job logo on. Did you do your job? Do you not have Paladin unlocked? And he was like, oh. So then like two hours later, after you did your job quests. Um, Which, thank God, there are only like five of them. Yeah, like- they're really quick. They're condensed. They're good. Good content. 
mostly. They're very good content. Here's yeah. the thing. Okay, I've been trying to figure out how to talk about this because it gets very tangled. I, I want to finish talking about yes. Stone Vigil first, yes, and we, we can to, actually we get that into first. that. I know we're gonna, but like, yes, this was a difficulty spike for you because you <laughs> were not a paladin. You were missing out on a whole lot of stuff. A lot of my kit. A lot of your kit. Um. So yeah, that must have been annoying for the rest of your team. Uh. Yes. So we you do that the you get the first dragon that does the swinging thing and the debuff you got to get out of the way even though there's no way i mean maybe there is an aoe marker now there wasn't before mm-hmm. um then there's the second one the the boss used to be maybe it's maybe it still is but you it was a second dragon and then you had to like go and interact with cannons to fend off the bigger dragon yeah none back. of that is in there i don't think okay that i was, think they removed yeah like that would have been cool it's no. not cool it's so it's so clunky okay well what it is right now is you run through the hallways and dragons randomly attack mm-hmm. you and then you find a sleeping dragon and everyone's like we got to sneak past the sleeping dragon and that's I'm pretty like, cool that sleeping dragon's gonna wake up and then la habrea shows up and wakes the dragon up and then oh you have really to wait is that different that's different i think i think the dragon just kind of shows up I, maybe oh the cutscene. i haven't watched i didn't because i did the stone vigil because i was like i've done this before whatever i did it before i didn't know they were going to change that one i knew they were going to change the toto rock and whatever other crappy ones I didn't think they were going to change that one because that one was like, it was fine. But like, okay, so I didn't go back and I don't know. I don't know how they changed it. Anyway, yeah, you there's a big dragon. Um, I'll have to go and see what those mechanics are. It does have some cool ice attacks. Like it does like a yeah. bunch of like cool AOE sort of like sweeping. Yeah, okay. Like, so uh, that's uh, breath attacks. Same. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that fight was a little annoying because it would just like leave the arena and go immune and be like, fuck, I just blew my two minute cooldown and now it's gone. And it's annoying. Wait around for yeah. this thing to, but you just have to know it's c- when it's coming. Um, so we get our shit back. From, oh, I miss, I'll have to re, I'll have to redo the intro because I said we get our shit back from Gruda. That's not true. We get our shit back and go to Gruda. Fuck. Oh, whatever. I'll redo it. Anyway, but that now brings, I have to cut this out. But that brings, no, I don't. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you for future Jerome. <laughs> I'm going to keep interrupting you. <laughs> that brings us to a series of quests called Into the Eye of the Storm, sealed with science, with the utmost care and a promising prospect. Science! Which is us basically being like, okay, we have the airship. Now we can go after Garuda, but Garuda has a big, scary windstorm that is preventing us from being able to get close. And so yeah, we have so to you go... Get, get a, you get a hint of the kind of uh, science behind... Uh, how the elements work in this world and that there are kind of like they're kind of on this wheel right and then you can oppose a wind element with what was it earth i think earth um they kind of just cancel each other out like that so he's like what if we just made the wind not wind <laughs> with with earth ether instead and then we just go through it yeah this is all coming from this like this professor that we meet who's like i'm doing all this research do you want to go out and help me with my experiments and mm-hmm. like uh, yeah okay we'll go get some corrupted earth crystals for you yeah you like a lot of it i was like well there was a big giant earth crystal in that that lighthouse over by limsa lominsa so we go off to that um place well no it's very funny because like he of course he immediately offloads the work onto his grad student and sends us like halfway across the map to like talk to this poor guy who's hanging out on a cliff looking looking at that cliff in an interesting way and just being like and while he's doing it he's mm -hmm. like um he's like looking up the skirt of somebody oh is that what's happening (laughs) yeah he's like being a total perv oh fuck that guy he's awful Man, fuck that! I felt bad for him. I don't feel bad anymore. Why do you feel bad for the lava? Because he seems a bit overworked. But anyway, 
he tells us like this is the first time he will send us out to get a crystal and then we get it back and they're like oh that's actually the wrong crystal uh we mm. misunderstood your request you need to go out and get a different crystal that mm. will get you through the wind that happens like three times yeah no then there's the yeah we, that so yeah because we, we chase around all the stuff and it gets us and this brings it we end up going to Lanoska in order to visit a different student who will give us access to different, yeah, so then presumably correct crystals. We meet Sienna. Okay, so there's two students. I think maybe one of them is the professor and one of them is the creepy Lalafell. Um, uh, and then, then there's the girl in Lanoska. The girl, the girl is mm-hmm. actually helpful. Who's like, okay, this is fucked up. Yeah, she's uh, like, the crystals are on this island where everyone's forbidden to go. You these people get... are like so unimportant. I want to move on from them. Okay. Um, what's we, more we, important we, is the siren that mm-hmm. that we like. Yeah, the Lalafell joins us later. The creepy one. Yes. And he is like, whatever. There's nothing here. We right. go, we go to the island. We're gonna try and get the crystals, but there's all these legends about a siren who like lures men to their deaths and stuff. And we the professor shows up. We fucking have a stakeout on the beach. And she shows up, and she's a giant winged and harpy because, lady. Because he's a big pervert, he's like, ooh. <laughs> I, the subtext completely flew over my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. So, uh, we, yeah, we, then we just blow up all our minions or whatever. And then while that's happening, they go in, the, the crew goes into Pharaoh's Sirius to get the crystals for us and we get it. Yes. We, we, we jumped through like seven quests. They're, they're really not important. They're like, like <laughs> yeah, it's like, they're kind of teasing the lighthouse, which comes back later. Mm-hmm. But also, like, they spend a lot of time being like, oh, what could it be? And I'm like, it's a siren song. This is the legend of the siren, siren song. Yeah. This is like, you, there's no mystery here. It's very obvious yeah. what is going on. No, it's on. good. And it's, I don't know, it doesn't have to be, it's not, just because you know what's happening doesn't mean it's not funny. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no. At the end of this, it's the wrong crystal again. I've got it in my notes here. Oh, you really? beat the siren and it's still the wrong crystal. Oh. Because we have to go to Gridania to get the real crystal that we need with a new student named Hedens. Okay, so the curious case of Giggity. Yes, that's where we're at now. Uh, is this quest Giggity? Sorry, I had to do it. Uh, Associate of Cena is conducting studies on a corrupted crystal which fits your criteria. Yeah, so this one didn't work. And then there's a um, a Spriggan. A Spriggan. Oh yeah, that's why. That's that. Oh yeah, and then we go into like um, then we go into that kind of top part of mm-hmm. Central um central what the hell is it called gridania and then go into the the spriggan hole which is like the only thing that's there for the, this the well, then we, we beat the shit out of the spriggan and crystals yeah, we, do. we get crystals out we get the crystal and that's all we needed and hidden jokes about it also being the wrong crystal and i was so furious until he, <laughs> really, he was kidding <laughs> it's good they got you <laughs> um so we fight we go into Lady of the Vortex. Lady of the Vortex, out of the gate, Sid is like, by the way, there's a small chance this crystal could like backfire and a terrible thing could happen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's probably going to happen, right? It doesn't happen. It doesn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, it might. I don't know. Might not. This game has no sense of dramatic irony. It's, like, it's just like, <laughs> there's Chekhov's gun. It's a pretty cool gun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just going to anyway, hang up there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sneak gun. Cool. Well. Uh, let's fight Garuda. And Sid gets a flashback. Before that, we're flying through the wind, and while we're approaching Garuda, Sid holds his head, and he gets a flashback. God, is this when this stupid scene happens? (laughs) Oh, good. You also thought it's stupid. Uh, This is not... This never (laughs) happens again. I completely forgot about it. The Echo doesn't do this. This feels like the word... Like, oh, my God. So, okay. You have notes on this scene. Describe the scene for us, please. Okay, um... You can tell it's a bad flashback because he bends over and touches his head in pain, which means that something like, you know, mental is happening. Uh-huh. 
then we get to see his like he's a stylish dude when he's younger mm-hmm. but he's got pretty major daddy issues his uh daddy like wants him t- or like for whatever reason like to live up to his father's legacy or something he wants to study engineering but his father becomes obsessed with meteor and said is like this obsession is like ruining my father i don't want to be close to this anymore and so he turns to following gaius but then gaius becomes obsessed with um uh baseball also turns into a man with an obsession and so Sid's like wow all the men around me turn into these like obsessed weirdos I'm gonna flee to Eorzea and start a new life and on the way he's given a pair of magic goggles and discovers the magic of freedom which is what Eorzea has ah so yeah and it's like you and the the echo is somehow they didn't know what they were doing with this superpower they just knew that they had to make you special somehow they, so they like tried to suggest in some way that the echo lets you go back in time on its own to like restore his memories or like you were there somehow giving him his yeah, goggles no okay yes restores his memories there's this like terrible like time loop thing which is not unlike final fantasy to do but this is such this was such a mind fuck for me as somebody like after the fact coming back and me like this is this is wrong (laughs) i think i read this scene as more metaphorical than you but also i'm thinking back and i'm like this game hasn't really done metaphor up until this point this is not what the echo has done like the echo has always been like you go and you like experience people's actual memories you don't just like go in and with your own (laughs) superpower like here's your here's your future goggles past self and it's possible that this game is turning into homestuck no, it's, no, it's I, not. I guarantee you it's not. <laughs> you're right. No, we're not um, going down that route. Uh, but this, if you don't, if you're like a veteran of Final Fantasy 14 and you don't remember this cutscene, like either go back and play this or just watch this cutscene on YouTube because it is absolutely bonkers. It is absolutely bonkers how Sid rega- like regains his memories. Like this, it, this makes no sense. Th- this is a good example. I kind of of that kind of compression thing where it's like, I feel like Sid should have been introduced like five levels earlier and mm-hmm. maybe gotten some of this like parsed out. Instead, we did kind of like cram all the Sid stuff into the end, and we it's like all of a sudden, yeah, we didn't need the echo involved with this at all. Sid could just like talk about his past. Sid could have just just remembered like I okay, I got it now like. But they really, they really wanted to show and tell. I guess I don't know. Um, we can't. Uh, we can't keep talking anyway, about this scene. It's it, fuck. Anyway, it, we I, fight Garuda, who is the primal of wind. She's a giant, uh, winged lady. Um, which who looks like the harpy or looks like the siren, which confuses me. Yeah, she's me. a little but, harpy, but hmm. okay. Anyway, point being, like, she also of the primal so far seems the most like cognizant and able yeah. to like hold conversations yeah. and stuff. Yeah, she is. I think mm-hmm. she's probably a. Is yeah. of the three, but it, um, it, there's not much to say about her except for the fact that after we beat her, suddenly Gaio shows up. Yeah, and it's the like, fight the fight on is is pretty easy. You just if you want to, you can like line of sight the wind attacks with the big rocks in the middle of the arena. But yeah, Gaius is there now. Gaius is there, and he's got his giant he's got his giant evil robot with him. Yeah, they've been teasing that, and he finally shows up with it. Cool, but the well the that's not it too, because like, he has um he doesn't just show up with the robot. He shows up with captives. Right, yes. Okay, no, he shows up with prisoners from the races who summon Titan and Ifrit. Yes. And he, like, draws the energy out of them to summon Titan and Ifrit and then sucks them into the evil robot. Yeah, so that's, like, why Nero and the Asian and La Habrea were at the other places mm-hmm. to get 
to get those people. Yeah. So that he can then also suck up Garuda, and now he's got three Titans in his giant uh, black three, mech yeah, suit. Three primals, not three Titans. Three primals. Yeah. Titan is a primal. Yes. <laughs> he's got uh, three primals in his giant mech suit. Right. Um, and that's terrifying because, oh, I don't know. It's a lot of energy. And I have a note here saying, uh, is this who we're going to fight? I hope this isn't where the culmination of the story goes because I was like, I don't want to beat up a big robot. That's boring. I was wrong about that. The ending rules. But <laughs> <laughs> no, that, boring, that, that robot is awesome. So reclamation is the next quest because like, okay, great. We do that and then we go, we have to... Um, Back to the Waking Sands where we've got trespassers, but it turns out it's Ida and Nishtola. Thank goodness. We, we do get a flashback from, or not oh. an, an echo oh, vision with, like, with Heidelin here. But, like, it's more just sort of, like, vague stuff about, like, the Crimson Brand is the Avatar of Shadow, which oh, is yeah, bad. Oh, yeah, And she's the real, like, god or whatever. And it's just, mm-hmm. like, uh, there's still stuff going on with the theology of this world that I'm interested to get into with, yeah. as we go further on. But, yeah, it, I, we get a vision from her. It's not particularly substantive. Yeah. So uh, we have to focus on trying to get uh, free from the Empire. So we do... Uh, the next couple of quests are casing the castrum, eyes on the emperor, foots in the footprints in the snow, random shit from like so like we go to Curthus right because that's right next to where that that there's like Curthus in the north and then we go south into Mordana which is where the opening uh, if you didn't piece it together that's where like the opening cutscene took place oh no that's I did where Cartno is that's okay. where and like that big ship in the middle of the lake is the big ship that goes down with Bahamut or like with Midgard somewhere around it and. Like that's where, and like where the leaders were standing on that cliff. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I did not make the connection. That's at where all. that's where that is, and that's why all the ether there is fucked up. <laughs> there are crystals everywhere in that place. But yeah, so this first batch of quests before we even get to like the uh, like any like the breaking anyone else out is we just got to track down Wedge and Biggs because we get news that Wedge yeah. and Biggs escaped and oh, have been yeah. kind of on the run, and so, and so and so we we, we yes yeah, so we're back to um. Back to Curthus. Curthus, ice area. And we find Wedge pretty easily. Wedge is he's like hiding, hiding, hiding under a bridge. It's under a bridge, which is mm-hmm. great. Uh, poor guy. We get him to safety, and we start like asking around for Biggs. And there's this quest here where like someone just conjectures Biggs might have gone to a cave. And you go there, and you and just find not. some monsters, and it's really tough, and he's not there. And you go back, and you're like, he's not there. I'm like, what, the, what is the point uh, of this quest? I don't know. What? It was a cool cave, I guess. <laughs> Why did we go to this yeah, game was, to get our asses been kicked? Cut. In that really could have been cut, Yoshi P. <laughs> but, but when the, they did the cut, you could have cut that. And then after we do that, we're like, maybe we should like ask people who might have seen him where he could have been. And doing that actually puts us on the right trail. I'm trying to like figure out why we have this. But, well, big, your, your search of the Furious Gaze yields nothing but a confrontation with vengeful ghosts. Great, cool. Yeah. Then you go into then you go into notorious Biggs. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great quest name. Yeah, we we reunite Biggs, Wedge, and Sid. They have a very touching reunion. Biggs Someone kicks the shit out of some people because he's a monk, I guess. I was like, oh, he's just he's weird. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a little monk. That's cool. Ida also wants to know how the Garleans got there to like start tracking down Wedge and Biggs without like um, the Immortal Flames noticing. Which I was like, yes, I have also been asking this question. Thank you for bringing this up. Yeah. And it turns out it's the Asians. They really are Organization Thirteen people. They've got the cloaks that let them just like travel through darkness and teleport anywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, come into my castrum. Great quest name again. <laughs> Wait, um, no. What is the joke there? I've called this out. What is the joke in that? Is there a joke in that quest name, or is it just <laughs> like I'm thinking? I know I'm wrong, but I'm just gonna say it. I'm thinking Melissa Etheridge, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Come into my castrum. It's not it. 
What is the reference here? You know what? It's not because that's come to my window, not into. Um, you gotta do the you case the joint. You um, kill some like kill some stuff. You go mm-hmm. to some nodes and use some gadgets there. You get you get this. You learn the the act. You learn the salute. So you get the imperial salute emote. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get some gear to dress yourself and which is funny for me so um you're supposed to put on this helmet and this this vest right to mm-hmm. look like you're in the uniform but i'm a viera and viera and hrothgar don't like the helmet will not show up for us so we're just like <laughs> completely without a disguise at all like hi <laughs> they're like yes hello cadet <laughs> also like the whole time i'm getting this armor like because you have to kind of like grind the armor out of the dudes running around like 30 feet from the front of like the fortress or whatever. Yeah. I was just like, guys, we don't need to infiltrate. I just killed like 20 dudes. It's like 40% of their garrison. Like I, I just, just go along <laughs> with it. Come on. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> and like, any, but it, it, look, once we actually get, once we actually get into the heist, once we do the run in to like rescue everyone, it is very cool. It's just that uh, hmm, so, I was making fun of the entire lead up to it. Yeah, this is the part where after we get the we get the outfit and we learn the salute. This is the part where we um, commandeer the Magitech suit, uh, which is fantastic, and we have to defend it from some invaders or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, and, and we also have to make the Magitech suit be on our side. That's true. So we have to go to. Do we go to Uldaf for this? We get a mammoth heart some because like yes. they're like, oh shit, this thing is not fully operational. Like, this, it needs this, a core, and we don't have the technology. We don't have the actual ceruleum core to make this giant stompy mech suit like work for us. Yeah. So, but like Sid's an engineer, and you know what engineers do? They put things next to other things and hope they work. Like, mm-hmm. what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, hmm. like well, and like like something similar would be a mammoth heart. So, and mammoths are the mammoths are not. It's they're slightly slightly autonomous. <laughs> yeah, like 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 a faithful dog. Yeah, like a little um it's like a, somewhere between an, an Alexa and a and a pet. But the um Yeah, like they set up a lot about how expensive this thing is going to be and then we show up and people are just like, "Oh, you're one of the science of the seventh dawn. Here, have it for free." And yeah, I'm sure, like, "Sure, why mm, not?" Okay. Like, thank goodness. Great. No. You're going to have to do some favors for me to get this mammoth heart. Like, cut. <laughs> No, thank God that didn't they, happen. They just like, give it just to us. Just give it just here. It's easier to get a mammoth heart that brings a um, a mech to life than it is to get some goddamn wine. That's true. But it has, it has to be the boost wine. This could just be any old mammoth heart. So. The mech is very cool. The mech is very satisfying so, yes, to drive we, around. We meet, um, it recognizes us specifically, probably something to do with our ether or whatever. And um, it and we it comes to life finally. After a whole bunch of really fun cutscenes, trying to whack it to life, um, and then we spray paint spray paint it with the Ironworks logo and name it Maggie. Maggie's, Maggie, Maggie is sweet. Tech. Maggie's a giant sweet death robot. Yes, we love her, um, and she comes with us to free the Scions. So there's these there's a couple of quests here that I want to talk about. The first one is, I think, um, I mean, I think it's just actually escape from. Castrum Sentry, yeah. Right, this is like the first big sort of escalation going into so the, the first end one of is this. you go to, mm-hmm. you go in there, and then if you, you perform the Imperial Salute emote to a couple of people, you could just get into their your secrets. You get mm-hmm. all the secrets. They, they just show it like, look, we got the right armor, we got the giant mech suit. Like we couldn't. I don't could, have could, the right armor. 
<laughs> okay, well, yeah, we're well, supposed to have it on, and the game counts it, but it doesn't look like it. Well, you can do the salute, and that's what counts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you do that, and um, everyone just gives you clearance to get into their their, their the brig and whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? Where it turns out Livia is just kicking the shit out of Minfilia. <laughs> kicking the oh yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Man, you, I don't know what your problem is with Minfilia. She's like my favorite. <laughs> that was so good. She's like my favorite <laughs> member. She's like my kick favorite her, member of the Scions. What is your problem? Kick her, kick her in a stupid boob window. <laughs> okay, her outfit yeah. is bad, but her character is like the best hey, of the Scions. She's allowed to be sexy, but kick her. Her character is the only level-headed member of this entire... Level-headed. Yeah, because she doesn't do anything. She's like, I'm not getting involved with it. You do it. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. She does... Mm-hmm. She doesn't do anything. Anyway, Livia gives up and is like, fine, time to transport the prisoners for enhanced interrogation. Yeah, some enhanced interrogation. And I was hesitant to rescue her because I wanted to see what would happen. But, oh, well, maybe it would have given her some character. Well, okay. So the the case for Minfilia is that all her character development happened in 1.0. And I was like, why couldn't we have seen some of it some with of our Echo? Oh, oh! <laughs> th- th- this is going to tie into some stuff I have to say <laughs> about... Like, um, we could have seen it. <sighs> it's going to tie into some stuff I have to say about Thancred. So we'll get there in a yeah, sec. That's but like. <laughs> That's true. They are the two are connected, but but um, also like like the fight with Livia is like the most interest, the most climactic fight is Felia. This feels like an actual, proper, involved, difficult boss battle. Or at least it was for me, where I was like, oh, I'm like juggling a lot of do stuff. Do we? In here. No, we don't fight her yet. We we fight. Oh, her oh no, the sorry. Instance. No, you're right. Not this. But we Livia do fight. fight the like. This is the um the the tactical. There's still like the thing, and you have to like go and un uh, unshackle. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you get there you af- after she gets the shit kicked out of her, which was fantastic. And you um, rescue you rescue them, but not before the alarms are raised. So you have to fight off a bunch of guards while you're with Ida. Was it with Ida? No, who's with you? It's, it's, it's Ida and Nishola. No, no, it's... Um, oh, yeah, because Ida was free. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, Ida and Nishola are free. And Rianger and Papalimo are in shackles, so you're supposed to like unshackle them. I co- that completely went over my head. I just kicked them and never unshackled. Oh, <laughs> and Papalimo, oh, yeah. and they were just like, "Hey, you know, my uh, uh, <laughs> <I> helper." <laughs> there's this there's this great shot in here also where they're showing a bunch of Lalafell standing on this giant grate, but like the holes in the grate are like a foot and a half across, and the Lalafell's <laughs> legs are just like free. standing on air. It's just like, like they could not walk across this surface in real life. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to be really good at balancing. Oh, yeah. So um, we rescue them after, it's like, we could have helped. It's like, nah, I got it. You just sit there in prison. <laughs> oh, my God. No. And then we break them out, and we have the fight with the shield generators. Fuck these fight. fucking shield oh generators. Was, I, I d- couldn't remember where they were, and I've done this before. <laughs> I couldn't find them for, I, I spent <laughs> God. so much time <laughs> running around. Trying, there's no, unless I miss something, is there any kind of signaling of where they're at, or do you just no, run you around? No, like, find them. I didn't. I don't know. I missed it too. If there was signaling, it was anyway. We, we all the strong enemies are blocked by shield generators. We take the shield generators out, and then we kill the enemies, and then we. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, and this is where the big reveal happens. So La Habrea is like we go, we're gonna go beat him up, but then we find out that La Habrea has inhabited the body of Thancred. And Thancred has been a uh, well. Mm. Okay, so. When I first saw this, it was not clear to me that La Habrea was possessing Thancred. Yes. I thought they were just going straight for, oh, Thancred's been a traitor all along. No. And I was like, one, really, I thought that would have been very cool. But two, okay, 
I'm going to circle back a bit here to the job quests because I think I think it's relevant to juxtapose the stuff here. Oh, yeah, I did cut this. you off at that time, and then I said we would talk about it, and then we didn't. So that's my mistake. The job quests. I was surprised when I was doing my paladin job quest. It's this subplot about like you know the leader of the gladiator guild and like some figures from her past and the old mentor figure who like and like disgrace around like you know like throwing some matches in the gladiator arena. And I was like, oh shit, this is like a lot of really good stuff about like characters who have motivations and the way those motivations clash and how their history informs them and like different like wants like result in like uh, disagreements and like different personalities can cause friction. This is in this game. Mm-hmm. It's just not in any of the science of the seventh dawn. Nah, they who all don't, love each other, yeah. Well, and don't have any backstory. I was like, I don't know, like, if Thanquid's a traitor, I don't know any history for him. I don't have a way he's to contextualize, not, yeah, he's, like... Right, he's not a traitor. Um, but no, he does have some backstory, but, like, this kind of becomes the backstory for later. I, I'm expecting that for sure. But, yeah. like, the, it, the job quest really drove home to me the degree to which, like, it's hard for me to attach to the science of the seventh dawn because I just don't know anything about them other than kind of like what their verbal right. Are. People in 2.0 would have known a little bit about them if they mm-hmm. had played 1.0. They would have known. That's what it sounds like. They would have known. So, and this comes up in the patch quest, and maybe I just won't get into it because it does come up in the patch quest about like Minfilia's sort of upbringing and the her connection with Thancred and everyone. So, but I'll we, let that slide mm-hmm. for now. But the um. The reveal is, yes, La Habrea mm. has possessed Thancred. I believe, um, which one is it? Is it, is it? is it this one? And then the next quest is um, the Black Wolf's ultimatum, I believe. I, I just want to call it really quick here. At the end, when everyone is shell-shocked from the Thancred reveal, oh, yeah. Alphanod's like, delivering like a really big, like inspiring kind of angry speech. But in the background, um, Minfilius is having like a phone call on her Bluetooth headset. Fucking Christ, can you pay attention? <laughs> I hate this character. Anyway, that brings us they, to the- Oh, I hate it when they do the two talking at once. And it's like, shut up back there. That brings she's us to the- on the phone. She's, the, she's the, the white lady on the- No, I'm interrupting you. She is the white lady on the, on the bus who is on her phone, like trying to get her gym membership canceled because she's, she didn't realize she's been paying it for the past six months. She's like, no, this is bullshit. I, I do not understand the level of vitriol you have for this character, but okay. So much. <laughs> Freaking just useless ass shrine maiden. All right. Okay. The <laughs> the Black Wolf's ultimatum is the next quest, which is we have like the 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 the, the have basically sent the leaders of all of the regions of Eorzea like a note saying, "Hey, we have a giant god robot now." So unless you want us to roll it over and kick all of your asses, then you need to like n- surrender now. And there's a, and there's like a long cutscene in which like the leaders of the three regions, the desert, the forest, and the coast, mm-hmm. all sit together and like uh, and like take it seriously and are like, you know, like hey, maybe they're right. Maybe the right thing to do here, briefly, they contemplate like is the correct thing to do to try and like negotiate a surrender before a lot of people get killed. And they uh, they decide not to, mm-hmm. but like but. They are taking like you know the threat of this seriously. Yeah. Um, Raban has a Raban, the bodyguard of the Sultana, yeah. has a line where he's like, "I made all of these promises and none of these came true." And then the Sultana goes, um, "It's okay though. You gave them hope, and that's better than nothing." And it was just like, "Is it? I mean, if none of them came true, then I don't know how much better than nothing it is." It's a little bit better than nothing, which is you know better than the nothing that you gave them <laughs> up mm. until this point. No, that's see, a bit backhanded there. 
<laughs> here's why I like Minfilia, because Minfilia shows up to say, primals enter this world when mortals call upon them, and mortals are want to appeal to a higher power when they are desperate. And she's the only one making the points I'm making, which is like, these problems are largely of mm-hmm. you guys' own creation. <laughs> That's true. She's pointing that out. Great. Mm-hmm. I mean... And... Anyone who was interesting could also have pointed that out, too. Anyway, but at, at this point, it is <laughs> hey, here's like, another thing. <laughs> at this point, we show up, and it, it gets made clear to me, at least, that Thancred's been possessed by the Assians or whatever. And <laughs> So he, I, I think hope and despair, that's the thing, is he was allowed to be possessed because his soul was weaker because of despair. So, like, there is an actual real benefit to being hopeful in this world basically mm-hmm. it, it keeps you like safe from possession by yeah, evil despair because there's, there's magic emotional emotionally driven magic um i guess boy am i in trouble yeah <laughs> really because it feels like feels like it feels like characters without emotion are just like yeah yeah sure, <laughs> sure. anyway that brings us to uh, operation archon operation archon so we have to save i don't know why i said it like that um we have to now oh man no, this is great. This oh, gives you like this? No, the super cool like thing where they're showing you how like all the movements are going to happen. And I all was the... so bored. Oh no, I I love this scene. That's good. I'm glad well, you did because it gives me a lot of context for like geography. Like yes, it's obviously a literal map, but like this gives me a sense of like where the Garlean fortresses are in relation to I everything else. I was more confused from this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's well, like wait, what? This is what? I I found this cool sequence in which they lay out almost like a heist movie what all the movements are going to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, admittedly, like, it does all depend on this being a magic world where, like, troop transport is basically instantaneous. No one is Uh like, and then it's going to be a two-week march through the woods to get to the fortress. But, but yes, it it is. They lay out how they're going to launch this, like, multi-front attack on all of the Garlean fortresses in the region to kind of, like, drive them, drive out the occupying force. And our role within it. The thing is, I th- I guess I was coming into this knowing that none of this was going to be on camera. Not like they did talk about oh, this sure. really big war, and then the only thing we do is we we go and kill a, a leader while this is all happening without you. Which, that, that which true. ties into my distaste for Minfilia because she does all this stuff and we don't get to see it. We just have to trust that she's like this super cool diplomat person who has all these connections and has not, nothing to earn them. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> but, so our first part of this mission is to go assassinate, assassinate, we're good to go assassinate a like That's major true. like Garlean tactician. We're going to yeah. go to his fortress and we're going to kick his ass. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> so this is another thing that got changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people aren't going to know what this actually is anymore because it used to be a trial called Cape Westwind that you could actually get in like your leveling or trial roulettes. And now it's not. Now it's a solo duty. That's just part of the main story quest. So if you haven't gone through and done New Game Plus or gone through the main story, uh, you will not have fought uh, Rattatin, um since patch 6.1. Um, and this was a cool fight. It's a very cool us. fight. Yeah. The, before it was just tank and spank. But there is, I want to educate you on this meme that you can now like go back now that you know this. You can like uh everyone like it when there was that streamer surge right before endwalker came out everyone would meme that this fight would be extremely hard like they would mean that they're they're like come up with these like huge strategy fake fake documents about like strategies and markers you have to place down and then like uh like asmongold and preach would get like uh, these people who are new to final fantasy would get like super hyped up like okay yes everyone like they'd get they'd recruit people from their stream 
and they'd all be in on it. And like, this obviously they'd be too big of a streamer to like see, like, cause most people would be in on it and maybe there'd be some people who are trying to ruin the joke, but like they, they, they'd get lost in the noise. Um, so they they get there and then and then they like start to execute the plan and then like by the time they do the first mechanic the boss is just already Rattata's just already dead and they're like wait that was it <laughs> well that's very funny and then they especially would, like, because after the cutscene they would all be like just like uh, they would all be like uh, doing some emote or whatever like something to like <laughs> that's so funny especially because the fight is now really complicated the fight is pretty complicated now and like and, t- and like there's a couple phases to it and like. You get knocked. It, you actually beat him, but he like gets up through sheer determination and like oh, has the, a second phase and like ties the, you in with home gang and like has this inescapable mechanic that you have to fight him through as he's like chopping your <laughs> life away. There's definitely a bit where like a giant shield pops up with the words directional parry, and uh-huh. I immediately go, "Huh, I wonder what that means," and oh. then whack it and get like the recoil immediately. Oh, like I just, I instantly and, just like get the directional parry. And the best part is like he's is like. He's like, he's like, has this moment that's really good. He's like, I'm probably going to die. You all need to get out of here mm-hmm. because like you can't take him. And then the troops come back and you have to kill the troops in front of him. And he's like, no, I told you to save yourself. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this scene is really good now. It's really Before, good. Before it was just it's- a stupid tank and spank. You're like, all right, well, whatever. I guess we just like. No, this fight rules. This fight is great. We, like before, it was just really unsatisfying because he'd hyped up this like guy, this henchman guy, this bodyguard guy, who's a real badass who's like worked his way up through the Garlean Empire after his homeland had been like uh, taken, and he's kind of betrayed his people uh, to 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 side with the Empire, and like you're watching, you're like taking that away from him now because, well, I mean that's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> I finally coming did- back to him. I did still die three times in this fight because I was still a gladiator. You were still a gladiator at this point. Very funny. Yeah, it would have been nice to just have, I don't know, Sheltron or... <laughs> yeah, actually, level four, there's been. so many so many things. You were 45 now. You would have had your... Yeah, you didn't have your armor. You didn't have your job armor. So you were wearing crappy gear too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. This brings us to... Um, a hero wait. in need and hearts on fire. Yes, I had lost... A, a sweet short pair of quests in which like we need to run around prior to the big assault and basically like inspire like the troops who are kind of like, Hey, this seems dangerous and we might die. And you kind of need to just, you know, get their, get them like rousing and ready to go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. This also, um, after actually after we didn't talk about this, um, I kind of want to back up here after the black wolf's ultimatum, which is the scene where Minfilia comes in and says, Hey, we're all going to die. <laughs> So you should probably we should we should probably fight back, right? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, and um, there's a level gap here. Mm-hmm. The level gap used oh, to be even yes. bigger. The level gap used to be like I think 44 to 49, and you had to like oh, that's, that's level crazy. Up. And it was and 50 was the last level too, so it was pretty time consuming to get to 50. So like, the MSQ was not the the main point of this game. The main point was to like live and be in the world. And there's some side dungeons you could do, and there's also uh, I think fate trains were really popular back then. Like a fate train in Northern Thanalan um, would have been the way to go to like quickly level up. But yeah, I, I did need to grind here a bit, but I think I just like, I managed to do it with like four or five dungeon runs. Like it was not bad. Yeah. If you do those roulettes daily, but, and also I think the job quests are pretty decent XP too, but not like four levels worth. But anyway, we uh, get to here in New Hats on Fire, um, rallying the troops in front of Northern Thanalan. 
and we approach Castrum Meridianum. So at this time, you do your job quests, you get your paladin unlocked, you unlock mm-hmm. everything, and we go together. So you actually get to do this dungeon with um, with me and a bunch of other people. And this is, I think, the first time this has happened to you. Um, the uh, So the structure of a dungeon from basically here on out is going to be like there's going to be two trash pulls and then a boss and two trash pulls and a boss and two trash pulls and then a third boss. Maybe a fourth boss after that. I don't know. So some, there's some slight variance on that, but that's like the kind of base structure. The um, You did not know that, and you kind of had just gotten a lot of new abilities at once, mm-hmm. um, and you still sprout. So like, but the, 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 we had a sage, I think a sage and a reaper in our group, and the they were both running ahead and pulling the second pack without you. And I was like, uh-oh. We thankfully we were in voice, um, so it was like, "Oh, you're gonna have to learn this on the fly." I need to run up there and grab. You them need to run and up like there and stop grab them from them. killing uh, the DPS. So I was like, "Okay, go up there, away them, and use use uh, what the heck is it? Rampart, right? Like use mm-hmm. Rampart." Cause thankfully, I played a lot of tanks, so like you need to do that. So use Rampart, and then when that runs out, use Reprisal, and then when that runs out, like uh, rotate yeah, your I, cooldown. I learned to start juggling the abilities a bit better. Yeah, but thinking. like I had to also type to them, be like guys chill out this is a sprout tank <laughs> like and they were cool after that oh yeah they were fine yeah mm-hmm. but they needed to be reminded that this is hello there's a thing here like just give them a sec um okay, before we go deeper because uh, like there's lots to talk about in this dungeon i do want to I, I have to read this note verbatim uh-huh. um i have a note here at the start of the quest it says um Minfilia makes a pretty good little speech about the difference between diversity and nationalism. Mm-hmm. God, why is she so much better than everyone else? Mm-hmm. So very different opinions. So, so good. Wow. Anyway, but sorry. Yes, we're in the dungeon. True. We're running through. We're, pull, we're pulling the mobs. We're killing. The, we're making our way deep into the fortress. At a certain point, we have to um, jump in the mechs. That's the next one. Is it the next the, one? So, yeah, let me, let me, let oh, me so, take sorry. control here. You, so yeah, you, first you, one's Castor Meridianum. We... Um, we don't jump in the mechs, but we do fight the mech. We fight the black after, I think, at the first one. And then that's just like a bunch of ads at once, too. So you have to go. You as Your job is to go and collect everyone. Like, all the reinforcements come in. And uh, that's a fun boss battle. The um, So the first thing that's different about the change that I want to explain to you right now is that these next two dungeons used to be eight-mans. Wow. Okay. They used to be eight-man dungeons that were, like, special. supposed to be, like, a big end-of-battle kind of thing. Um, and they've been changed a couple times over the years that I've been playing this game. The first iteration of these, uh, the queue times were nobody would queue into them because they took forever and mm-hmm. had no rewards, no loot rewards or barely Sounds like a experience. pain in the ass. So the queue times were, for me were like a half hour each. Um, and then the first time when we got in, everyone could skip the cutscenes. So they were all running ahead and I was watching the cutscene and then it would just cut to another cutscene and I would be completely lost and like the everything would just be basically like dead and I'd be like dead and then like another cutscene would start right away and that I'd be like, like a terrible experience. It was awful. <laughs> Wait, so how recent was this? That was six years ago. Okay, six so years like, ago. Yeah, okay. like they, they knew it was a problem then because like so it was like not like the culmination the like the last battle of this whole thing was like just so miserable um and it was even worse in praetorium but like just gen- then they they switched it in a different path i can't remember sometime in stormblood i believe maybe it was for actual 4.0 or something um where they would be part of the main story 
quest roulette which still exists today but there were the old versions of it um and they didn't they had to like continually up the rewards to get people to do it because it still takes a long time and with that main story quest roulette changed they made it so that the cutscenes weren't skippable and everyone hated this um it was like we knew it was the correct thing to do but we also still hated it uh because these dungeons just took so long they were still like not worth doing until like the rewards are really good but still like it was a big 50 50 um and you would pray to god to get the praetorium because the praetorium had a lot more cutscenes and it was like less less thought involved and less of a pain in the ass still kind of a pain in the ass but castrum used to be a huge pain in the ass so the first thing you used to do in castrum was you had to round up um like what 16 monsters <laughs> or 16 enemies and then, like, go and touch, interact with these searchlights to huh? get the, yeah, right? To get, they're, like, all there on the side to, like, get the searchlights to go down. And then once you did that, a cutscene would start to play. So, like, you were, like, it, you had to, you were, like, mid-aggroing these things. And then a cutscene would play that would, like, ooh, the searchlights are down or whatever. And then, then you could go into the boss area. So, there was, like, this. this sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, I've just begun. Uh, and then you go kill the black after just a tank and spank. Great. Um, you get the cutscene to go into the trash still. Um, that's the same. And you show up on the other side in the south uh, and you run around. And there's also a ton more mobs you have to pull. And at the same time as you're doing that, you have to get more searchlights to go down. So you like are interacting with the searchlights while like people are trying to interact with the searchlights and round up all these things. Uh, monsters is like, I don't know somewhere between 16 and 20 monsters you run around and you have to like i mean you know you could approach it methodically but people just didn't do it. they just pop hollowed ground and go collect everyone it was just a mess um and then once they were all dead t- two of them would drop identification keys you had to interact with and then there was this part that's like blocked off now but that you had to go on to like this ceruleum or like lake and then you had to like interact with more mobs over there round up all that and then two people or like somebody would place then interact with the actually they would drop they didn't drop keys i'm sorry they misspoke they dropped explosives and then you would have to blow up the pipes that were over there um by interacting with two other things while a bunch of million million like sparsely placed mobs were like all die like at different times it was so unclean um blow those up and then you do the second boss which is another tank and spank great then so when you get back to the starting area right like which is in this version what happens now is sid blows up the wall in a magitech suit Mm -hmm. and then you just kind of go on your merry way very cool yeah it's great what happens now is that instead of doing that sid meets you there on your side of the wall and then he like um does like he blows it up from this side and that you're like all just kind of standing there waiting for him to like actually cast it it's not a cutscene; like you're just there waiting like then then there's a blue circle on the ground then that blows up and then rather than turning left you go straight there's a whole other loop of this entire dungeon that they've chopped off thankfully and it would take forever so you blow up the fucking wall and then you walk up the thing and then there'd be a bunch of armors there there'd be a bunch of mobs uh, monsters there and you go up and round them up actually what you used to do before everyone was super over over leveled was like you do the first thing group them up and then like interact with these magitech cannons and then like use the cannons to blow up the bigger monsters while sid slowly trotted uh, you escorted sid and oh like my an automated God, an escort scene. mission in the dungeon yes 
You don't. I mean, Sid would never die. It would just take forever. What is this? Two thousand three. It was two thousand thirteen. Um, so you'd go that, and you would loop up. Then after that, round up a bunch more mobs, interact uh, interact with these other cannons up in the north, while Sid slowly trotted along behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the monsters would be dead and you'd be waiting in this other boss arena just waiting for Sid to show up <laughs> and so, and sometimes he like the his walk animation wouldn't trigger uh, like if you didn't like guide him back enough so like somebody sometimes would have to run back I think they fixed that but like you know, someone have to run back and like actually drag him into the thing because then the, the, the other boss battle wouldn't trigger until he was there because he would actually blow up a generator in this boss battle um, but while that's happening, um, a God hated this fight. A big uh, iron giant would show up, and you would start DPSing him, and then he'd go immune, uh, and he'd be attached to these Magitek claws, and there'd be a bunch of ads that would spawn. You could not kill the claws; you had to wait for Sid to go one by one, oh blow God. up the claws <laughs> in his in his little in his little, little slow <laughs> suit. And then you could DPS him again, and then there'd be another one of those, and then you'd do it again, and then, and then you round up the ads. It was so long. <laughs> and then, and then after that, Myron Giant is down. He blows up the tower, and you can go into the other the, that that left part. That like, oh yeah, I see that. I see you're yawning <laughs> because this took forever. I, I can uh, and, imagine this being. Oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> Okay, there's, there's keep more, going. There's more changes. <laughs> so you get back to where you were, right? That was all one big sort of loop in the start. You get back to where you were. So then he goes in, you 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 beat down the other iron giants there. He drops a key. You have to get the key, interact with the door. And then you go in and there is a fucking fleet of iron giants that you absolutely cannot tank. And in order to do this, you have to like run around them and go up to the that are now blocked off. There are these like little balconies with, you guessed it, searchlights that you have to interact with. Are you kidding? And me? you have to like go up one balcony, grab all the mobs off the, the searchlight, and then like somebody has to interact with it, and then go up the next one, interact with that, and then a cutscene would play where like the searchlights would go down, and for some some stupid reason the then the fleet of iron giants would clear out and then after that you have to then go down with all those mobs and then like the tanks would pick up some other like stray iron giants that would wander in while you interact with some cannons so if you remember at the start of uh in the current version you go into that room and sid just fucking blows up the ship yeah he Mm -hmm. blows up with his thing oh no we have to we have there's still this other tower that's preventing us from entering the praetorium right which is why the whole reason we're in here is to blow up the magic barrier around the praetorium so there's the second tower and guarding it there is an airship um and we have to interact with some of those similar cannons from before in that loop a certain number of times to like damage the airship while other things were coming in and that took a while it was like i don't know like 10 or so hits from the magitech cannons and he would be like, and they would be like dropping AOEs on you while it was happening. And then you get a cutscene where the, instead of like us blowing up the tower, the airship just like falls into the tower. And, blows out. and then the Praetorium's open. I'm like, that's so stupid. <laughs> so now they're just like, yeah, Sid just blows the tower up with his Magitek suit that he has that we've like 
that we've worked so hard to acquire. <laughs> cool. That's so much better. <laughs> this sounds like it would have been kind of cool to run once. You said the queue time was for like half an hour. It wasn't cool because like six like, hours. It wasn't cool because everyone skipped the cutscenes. I didn't have any context for any of those was happening. <laughs> Okay, yeah, this is okay. Um, I, the current version and is then, definitely. Oh no, I'm not done. <laughs> the battle with Livia. Oh my god, it was it was a two phase encounter. A sec, I'll just spoil it right now. The second one was a total tank and spank. It was stupid. It was completely unsatisfying. The first one, she was in this completely immune white Magitek suit. You then would have to to in order to um, beat her, instead of doing damage to her, you, your abilities would do like one or two damage, right? So, also, tanking her, kind of hard. You can't really generate aggro. Uh, in order to... I just get just PTSD thinking about it. You have to interact with a, a, a stack. There's two stacks of missiles. You interact with a Magitek loader, which is a claw. And then the claw takes one of the missiles and slowly brings it over to a cannon that you interact with that you then fire onto Livia. There's like... So there's a couple of different ways this used to be done. There used to be an agreed upon strategy that you would load all four at once and then everyone would just like fire all four at once on her and that would take half her health so that she just wouldn't go running around all the time. Then people forgot about that somehow in the main story quest for that. So then like so people would just like and also there's ads. Of course, there's just ads spawning that would that like do AOE attacks that like disable the cannons and the Magitek loader. So you have to like <laughs> escort these stupid little claws carrying missiles really slowly into the um into the mag god we're not even at the praetorium yet i just <laughs> just got the gravity of how much i have to explain um the uh, into the cannons and then fire those eight times basically and then like she would aggro onto whoever fired the first cannon like and then do like a line a we attack in front of her so if you didn't know that you weren't supposed to like get the cannons out of the, like get her out of the way of the cannons. She would just disable the other cannons. Then you'd have to wait for the cannons to respawn or the Magitek loader to respawn so that she wouldn't die as fast. <sighs> so you have to blow up her armor by hitting it eight times with the interacted, the double, the double interaction and then AOE ground marker. And it's a good, heaven forbid you miss because you could miss. It was like, a, it's like a ground marker. And then like maybe somebody else fired the cannon on her and then she like runs away where you were firing and then you'd miss a shot and be like, ah, <laughs> have to interact with the stupid cannon the hand again and drag it over it took forever and then he blows up you get the you get a scene with her i guess i, th I can't remember I th they up they upped that cutscene somehow no i think like uh, no i think it's the same cutscene. maybe i don't know they would have had to get the old voice actor in to redo it so i'm guessing it just it was the same cutscene. i just never noticed it but like yeah uh you get that and then you just kill her the tank and spank afterwards and you're like oh, thank god this is finally over <laughs> and that's castra meridianum the old version the new version is sweet it's like it's way more straightforward it's straightforward and like there's a bunch of aoe's you got to dodge in order like there's a sequence of attacks you got to do and then like, she's got these kick-ass moves roundhouse kicks and shit that she does in like the main story and like fires her gun and stuff it's really cool she's not just sitting in this immune turtle shell of stupid Oh, I'm so glad that's done. You sound distressed. I, I, yeah, I, I'm really glad that we waited to to record this until afterwards so that we talk about the differences. So that it, because like, wait, sorry, when did this get updated? Six point one. Oh, this just got updated. Wait, really? Yes. I almost had to do all of this. Yeah. 
I was like, wait, please Holy wait. Shit. No, for your own sake, wait. I thought this was also like six years ago. No, Holy shit. I, I did say like the 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 first version of it where you couldn't skip the cuts or where you could skip the cutscenes was six years ago. Then they made it in four point I think four point something where you couldn't skip the cutscenes and put it in a separate queue. And also remember, eight man. <laughs> this is a big old <sighs> drum. Oh, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Before we get to the Praetorium, I do have a question for you. Yeah. What do you currently eat for breakfast? Why didn't you say, like, before we get to the Praetorium, why don't we take a break? Before we get to the Praetorium, why don't we take a quick break? It's okay. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so, Jerome, I have a question for you. Yeah? What do you normally eat for breakfast? Uh, I usually have coffee with, like, um, a little oat milk creamer because, like, I used to drink it black, but then I was like, mm, should probably, I mean, especially if I get it from like Starbucks and then they're like, it's way too hot. And I'm like, please put oat milk in it so that it's not so hot, but I can't have dairy. So that's another deal. Otherwise I would just put like a normal little bit of cream in it. I'm going to um, throw a guess and, out here though. Okay. That sounds less satisfying than probably your childhood where you used to have like Pop-Tarts for breakfast, right? Uh, I guess, I mean, it depended on the day. What kinda, if I told you that they made adult Pop-Tarts now? Okay. What if I told you you could get wizard I'm, I'm genuinely interested <laughs> I'm not normally interested in these things. Please tell me what this is. Wizard pastries are oh. Pop-Tarts, but for adults. You know, they send a delivery box to your house every month, and they are, you know, like nutrition. wizard? I was, like, expecting, like, a strawberry daiquiri. Oh, no. Like, the flavors are a variety of assortments. You can get uh, acai berry. You can get uh, kombucha. You can get uh, barrel-aged whiskey. Okay. The, you know, it's a, it's a number of delicious flavors, and every one of them also has... Uh, Three times your daily value of vitamin B, vitamin D, and potassium. Can I so, get Can I get Dijon mustard? <laughs> yes, Dijon mustard is. Uh, they just launched last week. Awesome. How about black truffle mayonnaise? Oh, you know, I bet you could probably write that in. They're taking suggestions. They're taking suggestions. Mm-hmm. They're taking suggestions for new flavors to roll out. Oh my god! Every single one is like just nutrition packed. Nutrition. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, what were all the vitamins they have? Uh, the vitamin B, vitamin D, and potassium. Three times your daily value in every single pastry. What? In every single pastry. I'm glad I asked. That's a lot. So, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the adult thing to do to kind of divide a Pop-Tart into three to get your, to get your, yeah, to get your daily serving in. Because mm-hmm. we have to really watch our, or, our intake. Or just be maximally, like, nutritious at all times. Maximally nutritious. Yes, maximally nutritious. That is their subheading. Uh, well, that's wizard, fantastic. Wi- wizard pastries. Maximally nutritious. That's fantastic. I kind of wish I kind of wish these deals would like reach give me details too, so I could like participate and like help advertise for them. It's weird that they don't. Yeah, oh, like you're saying that they don't like want like give us like you know copy that we need to inject like personal anecdotes. And they seem to give you copy. I don't get it, and you don't seem to share it with me either. This has been so. You seem to have a breakdown, breaking communication. You never log into the inbox. Log into the inbox. You sound so old right now. What? Go to whizpast.com and enter code STORMBUDS for 15% off your first month's uh, set of weekly boxes of Wizard Pastries Adult Pop. That's that. Wow, what a good ad read. Well, we're back to, uh, we're back now. And um, we got to talk about the Praetorium. Uh, so I guess give me your general impressions of the Praetorium off the top of your head. kind of. Um, It's great when Skyo shows up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, like, no, Gaius fucking rules. Oh my god, this speech is the best thing in the game so far. So I'm good. so he's into such a all good, of this. Yeah, like he, well, he shows up pretty early. He's like right in the beginning, right? And then he's like, 
gives you he just he, oh no yes but before that before any of this mm-hmm. first thing that happens is like Gaius and Nero show up with the giant like uh primal infused uh oh yeah, robot yeah, yeah. Suit. there's a cut and, scene in between the yes and it's great because Nero just unloads about how much he hates Sid and like how he's so pissed that Sid like he still oh, is you're, I mean yeah you're still like at the end but go on no this is right at the beginning I'm pretty sure no oh. this is at the end oh so oh, I wanted right. oh sorry the first thing you do my notes are mixed up it's fine the first thing you do is you load up on the airship with your crew um and I don't know um I think as for this one because th- there wasn't quite so much of a uh a general gutting an overhaul of the changes I don't need to have my own freaking uh 20 minute diatribe about it I'm just going to kind of intersperse where the changes were um again at this point the uh eight eight man and you show up with and yeah there would actually in the cutscenes would be kind of cool you get like seven other people just kind of standing around while you talk to <laughs> everyone instead but um you show up with uh sid and biggs and wedge on your airship now that the barrier is down and um you infiltrate the place the first thing you do is you grab some soldiers up kill them open a door and there's Gaius right there mm-hmm. um before before that happened uh, they did trim this part a bit where you used to be able to like you used to have to like have the tanks round up the mobs and then everyone would ignore them and then there would be an interactable magitech panel and then everyone would just get on an elevator and teleport away from the mobs after you interacted with it and then they would just like diagro after everyone just teleports away wait is that, is that not still in here there's definitely still a magitech panel that you interact with yeah but like you it doesn't like teleport you away and diagro things like it just interact it just opens like it's just like one door. hallway and then mm-hmm. you can go in and it's there but this used to like split into different levels and then you just like ignore it like there would be it was so weird the way you'd have to run this but like basically uh there were a lot of skippable there's a lot of skippable trash if you just interacted with this panel and then got whisked away <laughs> um and they took that out because it was dumb and stupid and like sprouts wouldn't know to do that um, they would just, and then they just die. <laughs> but like when they res, because everyone else just yeah. left. <laughs> yeah, and they'd have to like. But I think when they res, they'd res like down where everyone else was. One general quality of life thing they that they did was that they. Um, I think this applies for everything. Like if you're locked out of a boss room 15 seconds after the, it starts, you have the option to teleport in. You used to just okay. get locked out. Well, also that sucks. So that yeah. Um, but anyway, um, the. Uh, moving on to the battle, Gaius offers uh, ally kind of in kind of what is a, a desperate move because like uh, Jesus Christ is here to kick his teeth in. Um, that's us. We're Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I gathered. Wait, yeah. So what's the order? So I want to talk about. We got the scene with Nero and Sid. So the for order is the the scene with Gaius and Sid, where he's Ga- like Gaius and Sid. Yeah. Want to come back? Like you're you mm-hmm. can rule the world. Yeah. Um, Sid defies a little bit of gravity here and he's like, no, he's going to, I'm going to do what's right here. Um, guys is like, well, I hope you're happy. And then he gets down the elevator. <laughs> he's like, bye. And leaves you with a big suit of armor to fight. And he does, goes down the elevator in a, in a like a total badass. He, uh, so, uh, that fight was obviously a tank and spank before. Now there's just some AOEs to dodge. Um, and you got another cut scene about like, okay, we have to go in and, I'm going to stay here and pilot uh, 
navigate and tell you remotely. Where to go. Yeah, this right. Because that's when it starts being on the um, intercom. On the right. intercom. Yep. Um, so we go down. Uh, before this, in, this uh, used to be, rather than like an individual teleporting thing, it used to be an actual elevator, um, and you could activate it, and then like people would go down, um, and people would just miss the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they were watching a cutscene, so, but yeah, like you oh would just God. like you could just That's like so grief funny. your party, like God, <laughs> or you had to like wait. <laughs> you go down, get some trash, go around the outside. Um, you get this Magitech key, open the door, um, and uh, this was a, a much a much longer sequence um, before that happened but like kind of they cut it down you used to i can't remember if they still do but like once you similar to the caster meridian and once you killed this big pack of trash there was like an interactable object somebody had to get there was like a key into this door that you open up into the magitech bay but it wasn't right into the magitech bay like so in, in the new dungeon you you touch the elevator right and then you get transported pretty much immediately to the magitech bay mm-hmm. and you yep. load up onto maggie that was not the case you had more trash to do Go down there, go down the elevator, more trash to do, open the door, and then everybody individually had to interact with this panel to get authorized to use the Magitech. Wait, really? Yes. The Magitech Bay. So Sid tells you to do that over the intercom, but like if you're not really if you're kinda like figuring out what the fuck's going on with this confusing dungeon, you're like not necessarily gonna do that. So people would usually be nice and tell you like, interact with this panel. <laughs> like because right next to the panel, or on the other side of the panel is another elevator that you could totally miss <laughs> if you're like if you're like fuck i have to go get that and then somebody like anyone could just touch the thing and then and somebody would have to send it back down <laughs> to go get the person who missed it and like also if you missed it too it sucked too like it's funny like if you're just on the elevator like all right did everyone touch it and somebody didn't know that they were supposed to touch it and they're on the elevator and then like then they'd get stuck because then then they're at the magitech bay where you're immediately teleported to nowadays, but now you're at the Magitek Bay, and if you go there, you're like, oh, you're unauthorized to touch this thing because you didn't touch the panel down there. So any newbie would have to go back down the elevator <laughs> to go and interact with the stupid thing and then take the elevator back up. And then by that time, the rest of the dungeon is clean. <laughs> I cannot believe this took this long to fix. Oh, man, they had to, I don't know. Hey, th- I, listen, legacy code, man. Uh, you run back down into the dungeon where you were, blow up the door, uh, kill the kill the mobs on the way with your Magitek armor. Like this is really cool stuff. I like this vehicle part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that, I like what I next. like too now is that there used to be eight, and it was just like a little too like like too much going on. But like with four, it's a lot kind of clearer what's going on, and you feel like your shots have an impact. And um, yeah, you go down to the. They also upped the glow in the reactor part. It's very blue. It's like really blue now. I was like, oh my eyes. <laughs> they did. They did. It used to just be kind of dark, and then they're like, fuck it. It's there's a whole bunch of planet blood here i guess i don't know what it is planet life force energy thing ceruleum um that people are refining and you go and then at this point we run into a door that we blow up but to do so we have to sacrifice we have to overload our poor maggie oh it's a very touching kind of shadow of the colossus spoiler moment <laughs> yeah spoiler for <laughs> spoiler shadow, for of, the shadow colossus, of the colossus in case you haven't gotten to it in the 19 years or 
15 years. It's possible. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, to draw a comparison. Your your armor sacrifices itself for you. Yeah. It's very touching. Very touching. It kind of powers down looking at you like, you're like, your character, for the first time in the entire expansion, your character has an expression on their face. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) It didn't have to be this way. Uh, Then we run into, at this point, the the Nero speech about him being in Gaia's shadow. Yeah, yes. So, so we went into Nero here and he just keeps going on about how pissed he is at Sid because like Sid abandoned the empire and, and the people still love him. And like, and, and That's Nero grew really up. Fun. He has in, a good, it's a good point. Like, a good point. He's literally a traitor. But, but, <laughs> Everyone but, loves you still. This whole speech is, it's just like that madman meme where like oh, yeah. Nero's is like, I, I think about you constantly. It burns me up inside. You're awful. And Sid is like, I don't think about you at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was like, to be fair, amnesia. <laughs> to be fair, amnesia <laughs> he also. <couldn't>. Yes. <laughs> I've been, I'm sorry. I've been, I just remembered who you were after all. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But then, then we fight Nero here, right? We fight Nero. Um, old fight was pretty tank and spank, but like there used to be the lightning arena around. And then like it didn't do any damage. So people would just like run by the door, tank him and kill him and be gone with their ways. But now it does quite a bit of damage. Uh, and you've got these cool like claws coming in that you actually have to care about this time. He kind of knocks you around to try and get you into the lightning. It's it's a cool I, fight. I think this is like this is maybe the first fight where a bunch of that kind of like the pushing you out or pulling you in uh-huh. type mechanics like really became like a yes. thing that, to deal with. Because you were giving me a lot of advice because I had no idea what these icons meant. Yes, and I think before we had touched about it too like they this kind of they're bringing in. And I think a lot of these older dungeons probably have them now too. But like the way in which they communicate mechanics to people has just kind of shifted over time. And they're sort of bringing people back in. Like this is a stack marker. Now this is a group where people have to stack together to share damage or this red kind of arrow is a tank buster. So you should probably use a cooldown for it anyway. So yes, that's happening all around. We beat, we beat uh, Nero and we go to, the elevator. The elevator. Oh, okay, I will say when I saw the elevator, yeah. I was apprehensive. I was like, is it going to be some Metal Gear shit? Are we going to be on this elevator and a bunch of mobs are going to keep spawning in while we fight them over and over for like a 10-minute descent? Mm-hmm. And it is not that, thank God. You were right about the 10-minute descent. Yes, but it's so much better because Gaius shows back up and he delivers the best fucking speech in this game so far. I am Gaius fan club number one. Gaius rules. Gaius rules. Gaius is awesome. We this, love Gaius. This entire world is full of saps and Gaius is the only guy practicing like real politic. He's the only one who's like. <laughs> yeah, but also he's kind of up, uh, kind of um, displacing a lot of people, ruining ruining yeah, a lot oh, of lives. Oh. Psychotic. No, the nerd I have is um, it's a coherent but psychotic theory of power. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's he's a little bit mistaken about what he's like, obviously working with dark forces that he doesn't fully understand. um, And he's his goals are a little too uh, totalitarian. And he's like, well, we're just we're not we're the same. You and I. And it's like, well, but but I just I got to read little bits of this here because when he's saying stuff like, you know, um. That the Eorzean gods are no different than the primals because they're both icons that must be lavished with crystals and aether, and that Eorzea's faith is bleeding the land dry, mm-hmm. and that like like you know that like the leadership is hollow and everything. And I'm like, yes, someone is like articulating like you know a political thing that is happening yeah. in the relationship to like this land and like its faith and everything in a way that like no one else in this game is interested in. And just yeah. <laughs> I, I I I was like. 
at least someone is thinking about all of this stuff, even if he's the guy who's like, and therefore the only thing to do is to respect raw power and roll in and be a fascist and uh-huh. kill everyone. But I was at least like, okay, you're like, you're articulating that you have thought about what is yeah. going on we'll, in this, in, we'll, in this we'll game. <laughs> see how right he is about any of that. But um, really cool fight now. They did a really great job updating it. Um, this fight's great. All these fights have been great. Uh-huh. And an old Praetorium, this is where basically a dungeon ends now. Mm-hmm. Um, in old Praetorium, you fought multiple weapon without it being a separate instance. Oh, so you had to fight that every time someone ran it. Yes, That's and be a pain. And on top of that, you also had to fight La Habrea. Uh, that really? was part of the everyone dungeon, and everyone had did. to do the La Habrea. Fight? It was a tank and spank, but I mean, this is all tank and spank. Like okay. it just was all uninteresting. Well, it's better now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, but now. It's a lot cooler, but yes. So we're done with the Praetorium in this version. That's all I'm going to say about the old stuff because it really was just like nothing. Like everyone would be like GG and the group rat and La Habria would be like, what, what, we're not, hello? And then he'd just fall over to, you know, he'd be like, deliver, you could listen to his old speech too. But yeah, you still listen to you. Now for the, at the end of the Praetorium, you get out and you can, um, ah, oh, I think, no. I think there's a cut scene between that and Porta de Cumana. I can't remember what it was though. Do you have your notes? Well, I, I do, but I just have I just have it's going straight from the big speech in the elevator straight into the ultimate weapon fight. Okay, I then I guess we just queued up. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's just like all right, queue up for ultimate weapon now. Yeah, exactly. And the ultimate weapon trial. Oh yeah, and I think the ultimate weapon trial is is it eight man or is it no light party? So four man. Um, it's a lot cooler now. Uh, if you haven't done, it. you've probably done it at this point if you've been playing this game. But I'll ex- we'll explain it for those who are joining us who have not. Played Final Fantasy fourteen. If you're up with us at this point, thank you very much, by the way, for for, for hanging out with us. Uh, Ultima Weapon is kind of the last boss of the 2.0. It has four phases, which is great. Uh, it's like phases are each of the um, kind of, there's like the primals that it's inhabited. So you like are, it's doing the actual boss. It has all the attacks. Yeah, of the cool. primals. So he starts with Titan, tries to push you around, earthquakes and stuff. Then he t- throws you into jail, and Hayden's like, "Fuck that shit," and just rips him out, mm-hmm. right? And like, there's and then, a real like this is cool, and like, kind of knowing what I know now about the universe, like that makes me sort of appreciate what's happening here a lot more. I think when I first did this, I was like, oh, "Okay, Deus Ex Machina," but like there's, her pulling like the primals out of the yeah. mech one by one, yeah, because she pulls the primals out of the mech one by one yeah she does she did that before mm-hmm. too um but it, it didn't really have any effect on the fight it was just like okay weird i guess but like now that like there's a bit more of a, a visceral feeling of like seeing titan before it was just kind of like oh titan's kind of just like floats out of it <laughs> like mm-hmm. for there's a bit more drama involved um and but it's, a, it's at that point like she pulls all the primals out and then this is when La Habrea shows back up, right? Uh, so there's the jail part. Then uh, the, after that is Garuda. And then that puts up a barrier that we can't penetrate, like the windshield or whatever, right? Um, and then there's the Ifrit part, which is like, he's just going to blow us up. Like we can kill, we can hit him now, but he's just, it's just going to do fire damage or whatever. She does the suck. All three of them get out. And then guys is like, oh no, I'm helpless. And La Habrea is like, uh, uh, uh. And now he does the big reveal that he was just using, like he understood more about the ultimate weapon that Gaius did not. There is a the core called the Heart of Sabik that is powered by the energies of primals, I guess. Um, and 
that's what like they were in there long enough i guess to at least power it for a little bit so then he casts the ultimate spell ultima which is the name of the weapon you had said before like why isn't it just called ultimate weapon well <laughs> okay I, I, I will say there's a little there is an in-game universe for it i will say this we'll talk more about it later as we get to the lahabrea fight and everything mm-hmm. i found this immediately deflating to go from gaius who has like an antagonistic position towards the gods and like a theory of like you know political power and like stuff. just using him but then to go to lahabrea who's like actually what's going on is that i am a servant of the true evil god and i'm just like oh fuck off okay <laughs> that's true like it's true like sorry guys we, we were trying to tell you you're not really doing you're you're part of the problem here <laughs> like well, well, you're working so, with the Asians who are as we know as we knew like in evil service to yes, their, but, in, they're evil but like we also knew that they were in service to etheric like they're causing a calamity like their goal mm-hmm. is to cause an etheric calamity by they're it, the ones doing this like, it, it is, it they're is also the, like, we see them they're the ones inciting the summons as what like Come on, Gaius. Obviously, they're it is their stated thing. objective. He is yeah. he is kind of a sucker. Yeah. Um. So now, Gaius is like, oh, he does he does his. I, I didn't okay. expect this no, level of no, destruction. His, his line is such devastation. This was not my intention. <laughs> well, that iconic fuck, line. What the fuck was your intention, dude? Yeah. Like, what? You're just gonna subjugate people without blowing things up? I guess. Okay. <laughs> cool. I'm glad to know that's where your line was. Um. But the uh ultima phase happens and this is where the like the the more final fantasy-esque part comes in because like before mm-hmm. i think it really with the music too before the music was playing that was maker's ruin um which is kind of de facto our theme that that motif the with the, the kind of trombone and the the military like ah oh, we're doing this we're gonna be a hero and then everything blows up and we're, we're suddenly on the back foot and then the ultima weapon theme plays and it's just this like you get this sinister chorus in the background um and then um this screeching after like after this like really long build up there's the screeching swells and then a chorus is just like trading part like the the vocal parts are like pounding at different times and uh huge swaths of percussion beats and and, and cymbals is like completely different from like the military like yes we are going to save the world now yes we're so awesome the oh fuck <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's a real it's a very tonal, it's, it's a very shift. good very good so, so like we are then on the back foot and um this fight's a lot cooler now uh still pretty easy for me no like it's pretty cool um i love what happens what they did to with the kind of lasers and stuff uh like they added these animations where like he would like the ultimate weapon i guess gendered the ultimate weapon whatever it would like reach out with its arms and like blow like shoot a laser and then the laser then then it would like blow up a little bit after oh, it. i thought neat. that was really cool yeah before it would just kind of like turn and then like do maybe a little chest thing but like the side arm ones where he did that too those are new um that gave that gave the the boss like a lot of life for me too the big cool ass thing in this fight which is why i queued up for i queued up for reaper uh with this so that i could be melee because uh i queued up as reaper so i could be melee and that matters because Heidelin finally like does something like mechanically for you that actually rather than like giving you just sort of like story superpowers she's like gives you a huge boost of ether so that you can execute your very first limit break three in the fight okay. so when this happened I was like hey Alex take a look at me <laughs> it was very cool your move was very cool so I was a reaper I did I, mo- I did a move called the end I think 
Um, and it's like, yeah, these huge sides split up from the ground, this red and blue energy that's kind of red, blue, and black, kind of the 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 motif, the visual motif for a reaper. And then like a huge side coming from behind me that just like slices in through, slices the 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 weapon in two, or not really, but like it almost kills it, right? And we would otherwise not be able to kill it if Heidelin didn't do that for us, which is like, yes, that like feels like Heidelin, like this feels like Heidelin's actually, actually saved is us. Like giving oh us my God. That's tools such to- a cool, such a cool touch. Obviously that didn't happen before. Hi, editing Jerome here. Um, yes, it did. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yes, it did happen before. It was an eight man. You had a limit break three. Yeah, that is, um, that is how we managed to take down Ultima Weapon, it's super great. And then there's a solo duty that you have not done if you're not doing the NG Plus or MSQ. So mm-hmm. uh, why don't you tell us through your experience? Yeah, so we beat the Ultima Weapon, and then I do the solo duty, which is just a one-on-one fight between me and La Habrea mm-hmm. in, like, in Thancred's body, floating around, doing all kinds of dark magic shit. Mm-hmm. In, like... A lot like in the ruins, like the fiery yeah. exploding ruins of like the building that just blew up, basically. Yeah. And like my, my notes are a little bit thin here because I was kind of you know focused on the thing, but like it's a very tough fight at the start, mm-hmm. and and I, I start to catch on pretty quick. Oh, like I'm probably supposed to like lose this because I'm just I'm not doing any damage to this guy, uh-huh. and sure enough, as soon as like my health hits zero or whatever, then I get another. Yeah, there's a. I, 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 well, go ahead. Yeah, there's a there's a part. In it. I mean, I'm gonna we're gonna spoil. This is a spoiler cast, so uh, there's a part in it where like you have to fight four different ether orbs or whatever that he's drawing power from. Oh yeah, it's like mm-hmm. does this, and this is something that's cool that they're doing now because they reuse this a lot in like trials later on. So it's cool that they're teaching people to do this. And then there's like a bar charging up that goes from zero to 100. Oh, yes. And, and like, you attack even orbs. though you're a tank, like you probably felt like, oh, I, well, maybe if I wasn't a tank, I could have beaten this. But like when I did it on Reaper, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not fast enough to like stop this stop. thing oh, no. up and blasting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Yes. Anyway, but so like he, you get blasted because you can't stop the meter mm-hmm. from filling up in time. And then you get another vision from Heidelin. Yeah. From, from Heidelin in which she's like, no, and then wield this blade of light, and then you get a cool sword made literally of light, and like um, and she um, oh, we also find out like like you know like what's going on here is that like there's something wrong with the world and it's getting out of balance and yeah. there's risks like the etheric and physical worlds being warped beyond recognition. Yeah, it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, but I, I get the sword of light. I pop back in the fight. I'm now Super Saiyan Blue, and um, I'm now able to significantly, like you know, damage this guy. And then it's just it's just a tough fight mm-hmm. involving a lot of like dodging, like you know, complex AOE stuff, finding like you know little tiny corners at the edge of the arena where I'm not going to get you know lava blasted in the face. And I, I just chip away at him and eventually manage to uh, knock La Habrea out of Thancred, saving him. We cut to the coolest thing ever. Like the ruins are crumbling. And we're like, "Fuck! How are we gonna out of here?" Oh yes. Guess who shows up? Maggie. Who is it? It's Maggie. It's Maggie. It's our Mac. So we do that. We run down this tube of like exploding shit. <laughs> we mm-hmm. gotta have that moment, right? But anyway, we get out, and then there's a very brief celebration in which we're all like, "We did it! The Garleans have been like, you know, r- routed out. Gaius is dead." Um, everything is fantastic. Literally, this celebration lasts for like 45 seconds. And because we hear a big rumble. It's another primal awakening, and it, it seems to be Bahamut. 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 So, um, I don't really understand this, but right. And also, at this point, Sankrit kind of I think he explains that like 
hey, sorry guys, I was feeling really like I was kind of feeling down the dumps and like vulnerable because I was trying so hard and wearing myself thin trying to make up for Archon Louis Soie's absence, um, which is kind of how like and Lotta okay. Brain has been watching us and like he's been waiting for a weak link so he could possess and steal one of us, right? So like my bad for being kind of like this and then like not telling everyone about it and working through that properly. Mm, I was like, that's a cool moment. Like, don't, don't bottle up your feelings. Like, yeah, <laughs> like uh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. <laughs> like that, that, that was really, I think touching um, to see. But at this point we are done with the seventh umbral era. We do get one more scene. Oh, of we do. The Asians all coming together. Oh, this, and this scene, I forgot about this. Yeah, like what was cool to see. So, like the Asians do come together. We see um, Pasharat, Igiyarmand, Lahabrea, and Elidibus. Mm-hmm. And yes, so uh, you were there is quite a lot of them. In fact, the Asians, possibly, and 13? they are. Um, uh, and then we get to see a we we get a vision of a dark crystal that is similar to the crystal we see when like that is Heidelin, I'm yeah. assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, okay, so there's, if she's light, then this is like darkness. And there actually is this sort of like opposing force out there similar to our own. And how is that going to work in together? That's the question. It kind of sets up. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. I have not asked for any kind of spoilers whatsoever yeah, yeah. until this point. I, I am. I do want to know mm-hmm. in which expansion does the stuff with the Asians and the dark crystal God and everything like get dealt with and Walker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I need to find out. I need this game to tell me what is motivating any of this people or what the dark oh, God yeah, wants you'll know. or anything. You'll know. But it pretty quick, because right now, I do not give a shit. <laughs> like, I, I need something that they actually want. I don't care about them just wanting to be evil. Mm, yeah, you'll have to you'll have to wait and see. Okay. You just have to wait and see. You have to see what their machinations are. Um, but at this point, yes, we are done with 7th Astral Era. Or no, no, we're starting into seventh astral era, which is patch content. Mm-hmm. And I want to outline for you. This is probably news for you. Well, no, we talked about this briefly. Maybe we did. Or maybe well, I talked uh, about it. How much is the patch content? So what are we talking it's, about here? Um, it's going to be split into two episodes for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do um, three different things across two episodes. The first episode is going to be patches two point for main story. It's going to be. It's going to kind of be a little asynchronous or anachronistic i guess i don't know out, out of time out mm-hmm. of sync time wise because we're gonna finish uh, we're gonna do patches 2.1 through 2.3 for the first episode but also we're going to do um the our the crystal the crystal tower raid uh this story is mandatory for uh completing Shadowbringers, so okay. we're gonna do it now while it's kind of like relevant um, and like the world that we're in is relevant. So we're not like coming back to a realm of born content. Um, so the crystal tower is in the, that big crystal tower in Mordana. Oh yeah. Been that, oh, looming over tower. yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to go in there and do that. So we're going to do that first. Um, we're going to do that's three dungeons. And like the reason this is asynchronous is because like two point, the first crystal tower was released, I think in two point 
2.1 maybe yeah 2.1 right and then 2.3 and then would have finished in 2.5 i guess i can't maybe i'm wrong whatever but like something like that right so we're going to complete that kind of go into the future and then kind of come back so that's going to be the first episode and then the second episode and we're gonna have to do this together it's gonna be 2.4 2.5 again 2.5 is the big spoiler but like so don't i won't look anything it. up don't worry i'm going in but blind. these um you're going to get like for each of these patches, you're going to get like an achievement for doing it, for finishing the patch. So you won't actually have to look it up. You'll be like, okay, okay I'll be like once the achievement once pops. You get, yeah. Like Peter and Pops, you, that's, yeah. Like, okay. That's which, which patch is this? And you can check. You can also just check with me. Um, and I think, okay. So then the next one is, yeah, the, the, the episode after that uh, is going to be patch 2.4 and 2.5 plus 2.55. Um, which both have like main story quests all leading up to heaven's word. So like, um, generally speaking, the reason I, and then also we're going to do, um, the binding coils of Bahamut. Okay. So that's going to resolve that kind of thing. Like they're teasing the binding coils of Bahamut. We're going to wait an episode to start that binding coils of Bahamut is like 12 different fights. Um, we're going to, okay. We're gonna unsync. We're gonna go through them unsynced. Like I'm just gonna, we're just gonna whip through to get the story. That's fine. It's, yeah, it's yeah, not worth there. doing mm-hmm. synced because it's actually kind of hard stuff still to do, um, because there's not like a normal and savage version like later raids. Like it was just kind of like all savage <laughs> before. So they were like, "Oops, my bad." With Heaven's Word, and then they came out with normal and savage. Like, thank you. Let us experience this. Like, because and I, the reason we're doing it, like, uh, full disclosure, I didn't finish the Behinding Quotes of Bahamut until was it Endwalker or no it was like Shadowbringers and all of them like oh my god I wish I'd known all of this oh, before like, <laughs> like really interesting like, yeah, story like, stuff in I there I was like oh my god there's a re- really there's really really important story stuff in here okay I, well we're gonna get right to it then because yeah, well, yeah so that's um, that's what we're gonna do for our next episode going forward mm-hmm. actually and also similarly just kind of maybe oh god this episode's going long but I'll just say it now we're gonna do it similarly for Heaven's Word Stormblood Shadowbringers and Endwalker when we get there if yeah. we if we mm-hmm. if we don't get there in time or whatever um but so like yeah it's gonna be like we're gonna do one episode not one episode we're gonna do episodes based on um zones in the um expansion which is like a lot more straightforward now uh these days than it was in this where you're like going back and forth between four different freaking things it's kind of oh, it's a little oh, bit more linear. Okay. is it more like it, yeah. it's more focused than yeah, it's a lot doing? more focused okay uh, yeah i'm i'm really really We're getting curious there. to understand like how the expansion um, content is structured differently mm, yes oh also you have flying i forgot to we forgot to mention oh, yeah, yeah we get flying fly you now. just get flying that's like your reward for finishing 2.0 you can fly in yeah you fly and you're like, oh, thank goodness. So that's going to make doing 2.1 through 5 a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so any of your mounts can fly if you get any different ones. So the... the <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. At this point. Like, like yeah. I am... I'm bought in on this world. I am buying in on some of these characters. I want to level up different classes now. Like, I, I, like I'm at the point where I'm like, I should try out a DPS. I should try out a healer. Yes. I, so I'm, now that you're 50, you can actually um, switch to red mage and samurai, which start at 50. So you didn't have yes, to like level both, up. Both those interest me along with like, I'm looking at like the astrologer and some yeah. other stuff too. Once you hit 60, you can do, uh, you can't do astrologer, uh, machinist and dark knight until we get to, actual the actual ishgard 
Got unfortunately, it, okay. because that's where the quests are to unlock them. And then mm-hmm. after that, they were like, that's stupid. So we, they just put the quest NPCs in El- Ulda or whatever. Oh, okay. Like, there's well, like a wandering samurai instead of like having to make you go over to the Far East. So they were like, mm, our bad. So like you actually are not going to be able to get Dark Knight, the Dark Knight um, astrologer and machinist quests. But once if you hit 60 beforehand, which was entirely possible, um, you can also unlock Gunbreaker, uh, the other tank. Uh, if you like want to be more of a bodyguard kind of mm-hmm. tank as opposed to a knight um, or a uh, dancer dancer right which is the one that you used in one I did of the use ones one of the, yeah, yeah I used him dancer, I used dancer and caster that was dancer fun. was cool yeah dancer is really fun mm-hmm. uh, really pretty easy class to play too um, so it's not like it's a, it's a good starter um, but yeah uh, we are going to uh, take this moment to do some kind of uh, promotional stuff. I wanted to shout out our Twitter. Uh, we have a Twitter now. Uh, it's just Stormbuds, right? Mm-hmm. Just at Stormbuds no on Twitter.com. Yeah, give us, a, give us a follow at Stormbuds uh, on Twitter. Um, I also wanted to um, give a big thank you to everyone who's gotten us this far. Like, we really appreciated uh, looking at the analytics now. We're over. <laughs> like this is so it's so quaint but like we're over 200 downloads uh, now that we've built up our base we will be putting all future episodes uh, built up 15, our base there's a lot more dollar to your own patreon okay shut up there's a lot more base to build like thank you so much um if you want to like i i i love doing this podcast um and i love edit i, I do like it when it's done but editing it is it's a lot of stuff and i have a full-time job so the most motivating thing for me to continue editing is to continue engaging with us on our review platforms engage with us on our new social media that would be really great like it's like just these sort of like just like that's because that's what we're kind of here for we want to yes share our experience Mm -hmm. with you here um and somebody who has done that for us um is um left a really lovely spotify review um their username is um old fart sock 26 um and they uh, left a nice review of our episode about grapes um and they said i'm gonna talk for a moment about um a personal problem i had where in my uncle um he was um seen at a white Sox game and our 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 family's a Cubs, Cubs family. And, um, that was really hard for us. Um, and Stormbuds really got me through that hard conversation we had to have with our uncle who was a White Sox fan. I'm really glad we could touch that person. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It also says here that they did throw him into the lake. Okay. Well, I hope that wasn't inspired by us. I don't think we're complicit in anything, but I, maybe this counts as this kind of reporting. Hey, police! Like there might be some things in the lake. Yeah, look, go check the Spotify reviews from. And if you check the Spotify reviews, um, why not leave one while you're there? Old sock fart. Okay. Was there a number after this? <laughs> in all seriousness, guys, the reviews would really like. Not, I'm they're, not even. I'm not even talking SEO stuff. Not even talking algorithm stuff. Just like we are doing this as for fun. Have a, We're doing this for the joy of making this content and like having like and hanging out as friends and like going to this game together. And it would just mean a lot to sort of see some of that like in reviews or it, comments or just anything. have a conversation with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. We're, we want to open the dialogue here. 
Um, I've definitely left a lot of opinions about Minfilia in this episode. If you disagree, or if you're if you're if you're on Team Minfilia, um, what the fuck? <laughs> Alternatively, if you're on Team Minfilia, hey, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Either way, that's gonna do it for us this week on Storm Buds. Um, and until next episode, Storm of Buds, born from Buds, we're the Storm Buds, baby. Gaius rules. Gaius does rule. Wow, all the men around me turn into these like obsessed weirdos. I'm going to flee to Eorzea and start a new life.